Good afternoon. Today we'll be studying the fourth chapter of Hilchot Matonot Aniyim. The chapter will deal with Leket, Peret, and Olelot. Now, since we'll be dealing with Leket, just a quick word about how uh, the reaping uh, was done back in the day. Uh, back in the day, they would have something called a Magal, a sickle, that when a person would go and reap, they would grab hold of the produce of the Tevu'ah in one hand, and then they would take the magal, the sickle, which is a curved blade, uh, which is a tool that they would use to cut the grain. So they would take the, the grain or the produce in one hand and then grab it and then cut it with the sickle that was in their other hand. And I think this will help uh, us understand the next uh, few halachot that deal with leket. So halacha aleph. Perik revi'i halacha aleph. Ezehu leket. What exactly is leket? That which falls from the sickle while reaping, while cutting uh, the produce from the ground. Or that which falls from one's hand uh, when, he, when he gathers the produce and cuts them. This is provided that whatever falls is one or two uh, stocks of produce. However, if three fall, three stocks fall together, three stocks or ears fall together, the three stocks belong to the owner of the field. And that which falls from behind the magal, or the back of one's hand, even if it's one stock, is not considered leket. And when we say falls from the back of the magal, um, th- we're talking about grains that are detached from the ground and fall as a result of the back of the magal, ho- or the back of one's hand, hitting the uh, stock of grain, and ca- that's what causes the detaching. And this is... Um, not uh, considered ketzira, uh, because the pasuk says, So if the back of the magal, or the back of one's hand, causes the shibolet uh, to uh, to drop, it is not considered like it. If one was reaping the harvest without a magal, whatever falls, out of one's hand is not considered leket because again it is not considered ketzira. Aval hatolesh devarim shetolshin otan hanofel miyado leket. But if one plucks produce that is to be plucked, uh, and that's the way it is gathered and harvested, whatever falls out of his hand is leket. Hayak kotzer otolesh davar shedar kol hitalesh ve'ahashe kasar melo zero'o. If one was harvesting or plucked produce that is typically plucked by hand, and after he uh, collected whatever he collected or collected a handful and uh, or collected uh, an armsful, and he was pricked by a thorn, and whatever he had in his hand, hands ended up falling on the ground, these all belong to the owner of the field and are not considered Leket. <clears throat> if one was harvesting and one 
uh, stock uh, of produce was not uh, collected, it was not uh, cut off, but the um, but everything around that one stock was um, was harvested and was reaped. The rule is the following: Im if, again, while one is reaping, one single uh, ear of produce or stock of produce remains uncut, despite the fact that all the ears around it were cut, the rule is the following. If the top of that stock is even with the standing corn by its side, so that it's possible to cut it off together with the standing corn, the that stock belongs to the owner of the field, and if not, it belongs to the aniim. Halachat dalid. Hayu shibolot zo besad zo. Hapenimit yecholali kaser im hakama. Vahitona yecholali kaser im hapenimit. Veena yecholali kaser im hakama. Hapenimit niselet umaselet et hitona. Shehare hike nofelet mitocha magal. Veaf alpi sheadain lo nixera. If there were two stocks of produce, one next to the other, of which the inner one may be cut to off together with the uh, produce that is still standing, and the outer one can be cut off together with the inner one, but not together with the produce that is still stand standing. The inner one saves the outer one, and is, and the, yes, the inner one is saved by the outer one, and the outer one is also saved, uh, saved by it as well. <clears throat> and yes, and the same applies if it was dropped by the uh, by the sickle by the magal, even though it was still not yet um, not yet cut off. And stocks that grew near where certain dried grains are in one's field are um, considered to be bal hasadeh and not for the for the aniyim. And for the previous uh, halakha that I mentioned just now, nitzelet, when I say nitzelet, I mean that it is nitzelet from the liket, meaning it is still belongs to the Baal Hasadeh. So again, just to recap uh, that halakha, that if uh, there are two ears uh, of produce, again, one next to each other, the inner one that can be cut off with the standing produce, but the outer one can only be cut off with the inner one. Uh, the inner and yes, the inner, yes, the inner one and the outer one are um, yes are nitzelet uh, and they are not for the aniyim and are still still belong to the balabait halachah. Haruah shepizera et haomarim, wind that. Um, that scattered piles of produce. And the produce that was already reaped, uh, that belonged to the owner of the field, that mixed with the leket. Now, since again the piles of produce of the Baal uh, Habayit was mixed with the uh, produce of the leket unintentionally and totally accidental and by no fault of the owner of the field, we estimate the field uh, to see exactly how much she is 
how much the field um, should produce, and we estimate um, and give whatever the aniyim are uh, are owed. Because again, uh, it is an accident, and there is no penalty that the owner has to pay. And how much exactly is this estimation that we make and give to the aniyim? kabin kor. The estimation. Um, of the of the uh, again the piles of produce that were mixed with the leke that is to be given to the aniyim, what is given to the, to be given to the aniyim is uh, for a fourth. Um, yes, four kav of produce for each bit core. Again, four kav of produce. Uh, when we say tevuah, we mean one of the five grains. So four kav for every bit core. A bit core. Um, is um, 18.8 dunam and is the um, the size of a field that one would be able to uh, plant um, one core of hita. Halacha vav leket shenafal ha'aris velo likituhu aniim uvav al habayit vihidgishet hakatsir shelo al ha'aris kesad hu ose if leket that fell to the floor, was not taken by the Aniyim, and the owner of the field came and piled up the, his produce, and he did it on the, on the floor, uh, what exactly should be, um, should be done, and how should the Baal Habayit proceed with, uh, the, um, with, the, with his produce, because whatever was on the floor belonged to the Aniyim. Mefaneh agadi shelo kulo lemakom aher. So since again we don't know uh, how much and whose um, yes so what so yes yeah, so again if the leket fell to the ground were not yet uh, gathered by the aniyim and the owner of the field came and stacked his produce on the ground. So the Baal Habayit should remo- remove all of his stacked produce to one place, and whatever stalks of grain touch the ground all go to the Aniyim. Because again, we don't know which were or- originally Leket, and whatever is Safek Leket belongs to the, uh, to the Aniyim. As the Torah says that you, ha- you should leave um, Ta'azov, meaning leave... Uh, for them, meaning for the aniyim, out of uh, your own produce if it gets mixed up. And the obvious question here that Harambam asks is why then don't we estimate like we mentioned, like we estimate uh, in the halakha, in halakha he, um, of the uh, four kav for every bit core? Why don't we estimate that? Um, as opposed to what we meant, what we do in this in halachavav halachal that we mentioned that only whatever touches the floor belongs to the aniyim. Since this individual um, violated by the halacha by stacking his produce over the leket, he is uh, penalized by the chachamim. Even if he did this unintentionally, 
Even if the leket that was left was barley and whatever he piled was wheat. Even if the Baalabait called the Aniyim to come and they didn't come, because the leket belongs to the Aniyim regardless. And even if the heart, the produce that was piled was done by others and not by not knowing, and the Baal Habayit had no idea about it. Any produce that touches the ground belongs to the, uh, to the Aniyim. If one had to water his field before the Aniyim came to collect the Leket that is in uh, that are in it, the rule is the following. If the monetary damage caused to him uh, by failure to water his field would be more than the damage, the monetary damage uh, caused by uh, the collection of the leket, he may water his field. But if the monetary loss of the leket would be greater to him than the monetary loss of if he did not water his field, he is prohibited from watering uh, the field. And if the owner of the field um, gathered his leket and piled them on the fence uh, so, the, so that the anim can come and collect it, this is uh, commendable. And is midat hasidut, this is a pious act. And as we mentioned multiple times, uh, for uh, Harambam and many Chachamim Sefaradim, midat hasidut is going above and beyond what one is obligated to in terms of Adam uh, Havero, in terms of treating one's, uh, another, treating another human being. Um, and this is an example of this. That again, the Baal Habayit collects all the leket and places it on his fence in order for the Anim to come and collect it. Um, as opposed to the Anim having to come and collect themselves from the field. <laughs> Seeds that are found in ant holes. <laughs> if the ant holes are inside the produce that is attached to the ground, again that's Kamma. <laughs> this belongs to the owner of the field. <laughs> because the Anim don't have the rights, don't have rights of... Um, don't have rights to produce and shichicha and um, in regards to produce that is attached to the ground. But if the seeds in the ant hole or holes were found in a place that was already harvested and reaped, it belongs to the aniyim, because we suspect that the ants dragged it, the seeds from the leket. And even despite the fact that if the seeds are old and black, we don't say that these seeds are from last year because it is still a safek, and any safek leket is considered leket, and we give it to the anim. An ear or grain of leket that was mixed with a stack uh, of regular grain. 
ואומר על אחת מהן, אם הלקט היא זו, הרי היא לעניים, ואם אינה לקט, הרי המעשרות שהיא חייבת בהן שיבולת זו, קבועים בשיבולת שנייה. וחוזר ומתנה כן על שיבולת שנייה, ונותנת אחת מהן לעני, והאחרת תהיה מעשר. So, Again, if you have an ear or grain of leket that got mixed with stacked grain. So you separate two uh, grains or two pieces of produce or whatever, uh, we're ta- or whatever produce you got mixed, uh, got mixed. And you say and make a condition about one of them. And you say the following. If this grain was uh, to be given to leket, it is to be for the aniyim. And if it is not leket, let the second... Uh, Ear or the second stock include include the tithes and masrot for which this ear and this grain is liable. And then you should turn around and make the same condition on the second ear and give one of these ears to an ani. And then the second one would be um, given as uh, as maser. And the reason why we make this condition is because this heart this produce is already. Harvested, and once it is harvested and uh, take and uh, and the tevin is cleaned and whatnot, it is liable for terumot and maasrot. However, matenot aniim, especially leket that were that is the topic of our chapter, is patur is exempt from terumot umaasrot, and that's why you have to make this condition because on the one hand this produce is liable for. Leket, and on the other hand, it is also liable for terumot and masrot. But since it got mixed together, and we don't know uh, which grain is leket and which one and which produce is uh, liable for terumot masrot, we make this condition that Harambam uh, just mentioned. Halacha yod aleph. Lo yiskor adam et hapoel al menachi leket beno acharav. One, an owner of a field should not hire his employee on the condition that his, the employee's son uh, collects the leket after the employee. Obviously, any employee who knows that his son is collecting the leket after him might be inclined to leave a little bit more leket uh, as opposed to any uh, random person who is collecting for him, after him rather. Aval ha'arisin vehe ha'chochot However, an aris, someone who is an employee who gets a percentage of the produce of the field, or a uh, or the hehachorot, the tenant of a field, or someone who sells his standing crop, uh, um, yeah, someone who sells a standing crop to another person for them to harvest. All three of these types of people, all of whom uh, have ownership, some type of ownership of the field, um, their sons may collect after them. And an employee, because a regular employee who does not have ownership in the field can bring his wife or his children to collect after them. Um, even if his um, salary is uh, to um, to take one third or one half or one quarter of the harvest. 
הלכה יוד בית. מי שאינו מניח את העניים ללקט. anyone who does not uh, allow the poor to collect the leket. או שהוא מניח את אחד ומונע את אחד. or he allows one ani but doesn't allow another ani to collect. או שסייע את האחד מהן על חברו. or if he helped one ani Uh, and gave him an advantage to collect the leket over another. Hareze gozel ta'aniyim, this type of individual, is robbing the aniyim. Halakha yud gimav, ve'asur la'adam la'harbitz ari ve'chayyosebo betuch sadehu, k'deh she'yiru ha'aniyim ve'yivrechu. Also, uh, the owner of a field may not induce a lion uh, to hang out in his field, or any other uh, dangerous um, creature that might uh, cause the aniyim to... Uh, run away and not approach uh, the field. So again, it's prohibited for the owner of a field to induce and have a lion hang out in his field or anything of that sort uh, because the aniyim who see the lion obviously won't want to go near that field and collect the liket. Hayu sham aniyim litol liket. If there were aniyim around that are not entitled to collect the liket, as we'll see, Bezat Hashem in Halachat Tet, of Hilchot Matanot Aniyim. An example of this type of person, Ani, who is not entitled to collect Leket, is someone who has five zoos, and they buy and sell with this five zoos. So any Ani who has less than five zoos is entitled to collect Leket, but if you have uh, Aniyim who are not entitled to collect Leket, the rule is the following. If the owner of the field can exclude them, from collecting leket, he should do so. But if he can't exclude them, he should allow them to collect um, because we want to encourage peace in the Jewish community. Anyone who makes his hefker, sorry, anyone who makes whatever fell hefker, um, uh, with the majority of whatever fell from his produce, the pro, the whatever he makes hefker is not really hefker because because um, we don't want the rich people to take uh, this um, to take this produce, and the rich people can take it if the owner um, of the field uh, declares it to be hefker. So, in order again to avoid a situation that the rich people and the owner of a field may plan. Um, and try and help each other. Uh, rather, if, again, the majority of produce uh, falls on the floor, um, it, is not, it can't be considered hefker, um, even if the Baal Habayit declares it to be so. Uh, and this is, again, to protect the rights of the reshut. Since the majority of it fell, it, the owner... Uh, the original owner has no say in it, and it belongs to the aniim once, um, once it hits the ground. tet vav. Now we'll move to the second topic of this chapter, peret. Ezehu peret. What exactly do we mean when we say peret? Ze garger had oshene gargerim hanifratim min haeshkol b'shaat habetzira. Peret is one or two grapes that become separate from the cluster. Uh, while uh, one is um, one is collecting the grapes, harvesting the grapes. If three grapes fell at one time, similar to leket, it is not considered peret. 
הלכה ט"ז, היה בוצר וכרת את האשכול והוסבך בעלין ונפל לארץ ונפרט, אינו פרט. If one cut the cluster of the grapes um, and the cluster became entangled in leaves and it fell to the floor and um, only then became, the grapes became separate um, separate, um, yes, separated into single grapes and separate from the cluster, it is not considered peret. Haya boser umashlich la'aretz kishemifane ha'eshkolot afilu hatsi eshkol ha'nimtza sham peret. Vechen eshkol shalem shenifrat sham harehu peret. If one was uh, cutting the cluster of the grapes and threw it on the ground, um, when one takes back the cluster, even if half the grapes on the cluster fell down, it, the grapes that fell down and became separated from the cluster is considered peret. Uh, so too, um, if you have an entire cluster and the grapes got set, the whole, all the grapes got separated from it and fell on the floor, it is uh, considered um, peret. And the reason for this is because Hahamim made this a penalty uh, because it's similar to someone who mixes his harvest with the leket, because whatever touches the floor is considered, uh, yes, because um, a person might be inclined to drop and to throw his cluster of grapes on the floor uh, in order for all of the grapes to get mixed up and for the aniyim not to take the leket, but as a penalty, hachamim um, penalized whatever gets separated, even though it might be more than three grapes, um, even if it's half or even if it's the, the entire gr uh, cluster of grapes that gets separated from the actual cluster, uh, Hahamim penalized uh, this type of person who purposely, again, uh, throws, his, um, throws the cluster um, on the ground. Whatever, uh, if he does this, again, whatever uh, grapes are separated from the cluster is peret and, um, and the anim can take it. Someone who places a basket under the grapevine while he is cutting the grapes from the vine. He is robbing the poor because there's no, now there's no way for the grapes to hit the ground um, and, you, and, um, and the anim won't be able to uh, collect the grapes. Now the third topic of this chapter is olelot and Harambam here will define exactly what olelot are. Olelot are uh, the following. It's a, um, a cluster of grapes that isn't as thick as regular grapes and that they don't, the, this cluster doesn't have shoulders and doesn't extend um, outwards and grapes don't come out from the side. And also the grapes don't fall over or droop on top of one another, rather the grapes on this type of cluster of olelot are scattered. Yesh la katef ve'en la netef, if the cluster has a katef, again, is um, where, the, where the grapes extend uh, to the side, where the grapes, again, yes, come out from the side, but it doesn't have the netef and it doesn't droop, natef ve'en la katef, or vice versa, harehi sheleval kerem they belong to the owner of the vineyard. Ve'im safek la'anim, and if we're not sure, uh, it belongs to the um, to the anim. Halacha yod chet. Ezehu katef. What exactly do we mean when we say katef? 
Pesigina mehubarin bashidrot zo algabezo. We're talking about stalks that attach to the spine of the main uh, cluster and that extend outwards. Natef anavima mehubarot bashidra biyurdot. When we say natef, we mean grapes that are connected to the cluster and descend and droop over one another. Behu shiye kolha anavim sheba olelot nogain befas yado. And this is all provided that all of the Grapes um, of the olelot touch one's palm. Velama nikra shemo olel, and why uh, is this called olel? The word olel in Hebrew uh, means literally an infant. Because when we compare the olelot uh, to a regular cluster, uh, it is not really fully formed, just as an infant compared to an adult is not fully formed. Formed. And the owner of the field is not uh, obliged to cut the olelot and give it to the anim. Rather, the anim can cut it for themselves and take uh, the olelot. And a single grape on a cluster is considered uh, an olelot. And and the anim can take it. Zemora shehaya ba eshkol, a vine that had a normal cluster. Uva arkuba shela zemora olelet, and on the bottom of the vine had an olelet, had a one of the olel. Yes, had an had the had an olel. Yes, had an olelet. Im nikseret im ha eshkol, harehi shelevala kerem. If the uh, olelet is cut with the other cluster. Uh, it belongs to the owner of the vineyard. But if when you cut it, the olelet isn't cut with the rest of the normal cluster, it belongs. The olelet belongs to the anim. If there is a vine that the entire vine is olelet, it is. All, it all belong, the entire vine belongs to the Aniyim, as the Torah says, that you shall not um, take the Olelot from your vineyard, even if the entire vine is Olelot. And Peret and Olelot are only, only applied to a vineyard, not to other types of produce. Halacha kaf bet. En ha'aniyim zochin nikach. The Aniim are only allowed to take Peret and Olelot once the owner of the vineyard begins to cut his vineyard. As the Torah says, that you can only, uh, as you... Uh, as you cut your vineyard, you shall not collect the olelot. So this is this shows that the aniim only can take the olelot once you begin to cut your vineyard. And how much does the owner of the field have to cut in order for the aniim to be allowed to take it? Uh, the bal habayit has to cut three clusters, which three clusters of grapes make um, a revia. A revia is the quarter um, of a log, which is about 75 uh, milliliters. Ha-olelot. <laughs> 
lahikdish. If one donates or his his uh, his vineyard to the Beit Hamikdash before the olelot are recognizable, the olelot do not go to the aniim. Rather, the entire vineyard goes to the Beit Hamikdash. But if uh, the vineyard was donated after the olelot are recognizable, the olelot belong to the aniim, and the aniim should give the value of the of the gr- the value of their growth should be given uh, to hekdesh by the uh, by the aniim. And when I say the value of their growth, I mean that the aniim should give to the Beit HaMikdash the increase in value from the time that the Olelot were recognizable and fr- until when the Aniyim um, collected them and when they were ripe. Since these, since these Olelot uh, were grown on uh, land that was Hekdesh. Halacha Kavdalet Hazomeret HaGefen Ahar Shenodeu HaOlelot One who prunes his vineyard after the Olelot are recognizable. Uh, when I say zomer or prunes, uh, I mean cu- that you would cut off some of the leaves and branches from the vineyard. One can prune his vineyard as he would regularly regularly do so. When, and similarly, when one cuts off the clusters of the grapes from the uh, vine, he also may cut the olelot, but he has to leave the olelot, obviously, for the anim. A goy who sold his vineyard to a Jew, uh, and the Jew would uh, harvest and collect the uh, the clusters, is uh, obligated in olelot, and if there are any olelot, they must be given to the anim. Israel patur. If a Jew and a Goy were both partners in a vineyard. The portion of the Jew is um, the olelot that is in the portion of the Jew uh, is hayav uh, beolelot, and the aniim can come and take the olelot from his field. But uh, the olelot of the um, on in the vineyard of the Goy is uh, exempt from olelot. Ben Levi shenatnu lo maaser tevel umasabo olelot. If um, Maaser Tevil was given to a Levi, Maaser Tevil, uh, basically the way this works is that um, the owner of the field gave the Levi 10% from his uh, produce, which is called Maaser Ishon, and from that 10%, the Levi has to separate 10% of, uh, of that and give it uh, to the Kohen. That is called Terumat. Maaser. And since Terumat Maaser was not yet done in this case, the Maaser Rishon that was taken by the Levi is called Tevel. That uh, it's, um, it's a compendium, it's a, not compendium, it's a um, combination of two words, Tov Lo, and cannot yet be eaten because again, Terumat Maaser was still not taken and given, was taken and not yet given to, not yet taken and not yet given to the Kohen. So again, Ben Levi Shenat Nulo Maaser Tevil. Umasabo Olelot and Olelot was found in the, this Maaser Tevil. Is the Olelot are to be given to the Ani because the uh, Olelot for sure belong to the Ani.
if, however, the olelot can be um, cut off with the regular cluster, the Levi has the right to take these olelot and give it as terumat the kohen, and he can also have these olelot as as terumat maaser for all uh, of the produce of the grapes, even though um, the, those grapes are not currently um, here and are not currently in the possession of the Levi. Again, he can take the terumat maaser of of these olelot. Uh, for the rest of the produce of the grapes, again, even though they're not in his possession right now. Halacha kavzayin, final halacha. Mishayu lo hamesh gifanim. Anyone who had five gifanim. Now, when we say gifanim, it seems that we're talking about gifanim that aren't uh, don't that aren't yet uh, a kerem and are not consi- considered important. Um, and yes, so that so we're not talking about a kerem, we're talking about gefanim, which is a lower level of a kerem. So it's not yet a full, it doesn't seem like it's yet a full kerem. Someone who had five gefanim, and he cut these gefanim and brought them into his home. <clears throat> if he brought these grapes into his home, uh, to eat them as grapes, it is exempt from peret shichecha, uh, but is obligated in olelot. But is, and is also yes, it is exempt from peret shichecha and revai, but obligated in olelot. Uh, revai, something we haven't yet touched on. Revai is produce from a tree uh, that um, that yes, produce of the fourth year of a tree's uh, of a tree's life. Any produce that is um, that is uh, produced by the tree is called neta revai. It is uh, it is kodesh. It is does not belong to the owner of the field. Rather, it belongs. It is it has a separate status, and the owners of the field have to take the fruits again of this tree of the fourth year of the tree. Um, he has to take it to Yerushalayim and eat them there, bigdushav tahara, or he can redeem and turn them uh, redeem the fruits and exchange them. Uh, for money, and he has to use this money in Yerushalayim to, uh, and this was done in order to, st- to stimulate the economy of the uh, Jewish capital. So, again, Anavim, yes, if you have five of these Gifanim and you brought them into your home to eat them as grapes, it is Patul from Peret, Shechecha, and Riva'i, but Olelot still apply. And if there are Olelot from these Anavim, they must be given to the poor. If uh, however these uh, these gifanim uh, were to be made into wine, he is obligated for all of these. He is obligated in peret shichecha revai and obviously olelot, unless he left over uh, some of the grapes um, in his field, and he would be. Uh, he would not be obligated in giving peret shichecha and neterevai if again he left uh, some of the grapes uh, still on he left some of these anavim uh, back in the field and didn't totally collect all of them and with that we finish the fourth chapter of Hilchot Matenot Aniim Baruch Adonai Amen